0: Frightening Tales. I'm your horror movie-loving and radio producer host, Justin. I'm joined by the man with a 12th degree black belt and pew-jitsu, Tommy. Pew-pew. Together, we are investigators for Bigfoot, UFOs, Rugaroo, Ghosts, and E.T.'s Research Society, Burgers. Tonight, we're back in the studio, but before we get to the stories, let's talk about two horror movies I'm excited for, Renfield with Nicolas Cage as Dracula and Scream 6. Hey, hey, hey. I thought you're not a fan of Nick Cage. And since when did you care about Scream? You're right, I'm not one to spend my money on a Nick Cage movie, but the trailer for this movie made me laugh. Check it out.
1: Sorry to interrupt. Are you okay? I need to get out of a toxic relationship.
2: Why don't you start by telling us what brought you here? My boss? He's
3: different. You can't get him out of your head. No. I need your assistance. I'm coming, master. Oh, you feel like he could destroy you with the snap of his fingers.
2: Wouldn't even need to snap.
4: <laughs>
2: okay. Uh huh. That sounds familiar. Yeah. What? Renfield, bring innocent victim. I want a handful of nuns, a busload
1: of cheerleaders. And I just want to normal life again. But this modern world is a dangerous place.
5: Thank you. You saved my life. Did I watch you cut a guy with a decorative serving platter?
6: It's all in the wrist. Let me explain.
1: My boss gave me this power. In return, I tend to his needs, including care, feeding. You bring in people to eat?
7: You're like the guy that gets the villain's postmates.
2: But if you were to stop focusing on his needs, what would happen? He won't grow
0: to full power exactly he won't grow to full power what that's so weird why would you phrase it like that but yes
2: hi are you here for the meeting well come on no no some call me the dark one others the lord of death
4: to most i am black okay obviously we're dealing with a little bit more than just narcissism here That's it.
0: I hope they didn't give us all the funny moments in that trailer. Me too. There's a very good chance that uh, everything that's funny about that movie or everything that I want to see in that movie. I just saw in the trailer, but I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt for this one because Nick Holt is a funny guy. Uh, he's kind of the other reason why I want to go see this. Uh, I've liked other movies that he's been in. He, was, he played a great beast, and uh, he was absolutely hilarious in Warm Bodies, where he was a zombie that was cured of the zombieism. But I also like the perspective of this movie. It's from the eyes of Renfield. Renfield is trying to escape from Count Dracula. He's tired of doing all of his dirty work, but he kind of doesn't want to have to give up the powers. At least that's what I I see from the trailer. And everything that I hate about Nick Cage, his acting style mostly, his over-the-top acting, well, for once, it seems like it's going to pay off. Uh, The other thing that I like is how intimidating or menacing his Dracula looks. When I first saw the leaked photos from the set, I was like, this is dumb. But now that I've seen it under the lighting that they're using for the movie, the purplish and the green hues, it really brings out that um, the red, really makes it more menacing. So uh, you've got to answer the other question. When did you care about Scream again? Yeah, I haven't I haven't cared about Scream since the second one. I felt that the story was perfectly tied up at the end of the second, so I've never th- saw the third or fourth one, or even the most recent one that came out last year. But something about this trailer just says this story is a little different, that maybe we're going to get a different story. So let's check out the trailer.
7: I had this secret. There's a darkness inside of me. It followed me here, and it's going to keep coming for us.
1: We share a certain history. This isn't like any other ghost face.
7: What is this place?
1: A shrine.
7: We've got to lure him in. We execute him. Hello.
4: Let's play a game.
8: You know you're like the 10th guy to try this, right? It never works out for the dippetish in the mask.
3: Maybe, but there's never been one like me, (laughs) Gail.
2: I'm something different.
8: That's why I'm gonna shoot you in the head.
0: So here's what makes this trailer special. First off, Ghostface is in New York. He's not in whatever town it was that he was terrorizing Sidney Prescott. And it also appears to be a whole network of them. Like there could be three or four, which that's kind of a incredible take on it. Are uh, you going to take him out of the city? It didn't work so well for Jason when he took Manhattan, but uh, hey, let's go that route. What I also like about this trailer is that you got a character come in from Scream 4. So you got a continuation on there, plus Courtney Cox. Oh, wait, wait, let me put this out. There is no Nev Campbell in this one. She decided that she wanted to be paid what she was worth. So the studio is like, nope, you're just not going to be in this one. Sometimes it doesn't work well without the main character through it. But if we could do it in Nightmare on Elm Street, I think Scream can do it. Which, when you look at it, it's a Wes Craven product there's a very good chance that, hey, they can pull this off, even though we don't have Wes Craven with us anymore. Well, you better go ahead and refresh your memory on this franchise. And I would suggest you go ahead and watch the other three movies so you're not completely lost when this one starts. So, what did Burgers send us this week? They just sent us some recommendations and some equipment to test. Ooh, I love testing equipment, even if it is from Burgers. They're not known for sending out the best or top-dollar equipment. In fact, they can be a little cheap sometimes. So what's the first one we're going to watch tonight? The first movie they sent us is Thirteen Ghosts. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. No, it's not the 2001 version. Oh, man. Yeah, that is a remake. Really? A remake? Yeah, the first one was made back in 1960, and that's the one we're about to watch. So is there any cool glasses we get to wear, like, in the movie? Um, about that. Here's your pair. What in tarnation is this? These are your ghost viewers. My what? Here, let me let the trailer explain it for
2: you. Do you believe in ghosts? I do. And you will too. When you come to this theater and see my picture, 13 ghosts. Uh, No more dictation today. When you see 13 ghosts, you'll be given a supernatural viewer like this, which will enable you to penetrate for the first time into the spirit world. It'll let you see all 13 of our weird, wonderful, and wildly assorted ghosts.
3: Now, brace yourself, as we take you across the threshold of our haunted mansion, where there's a ghost for everyone in the family. Father, mother, sister, brother. You'll be scared stiff too when you see what they see. 13 ghosts materializing an ectoplasmic color through the magic of Illusion-O, the ghost viewer. Ah! The ghost of a lion in the basement. The ghost of a murderous cook in the kitchen.
4: Stop it! Stop it, I say!
3: The ghost who speaks through the lips of the living. Death tonight to one of you. Ah! The evil ghost in the bedroom, fighting to take possession of this beautiful girl. You'll feel all the thrills and chills of seeing one ghost multiplied by the magic number... Thirteen!
0: These are not ghost viewers! How am I supposed to see ghosts with this? These are just old 3D glasses you can get in any movie theater. The only difference is the red and the blue lenses are stacked on top of each other. With, to see the ghost, look here. To make them disappear, look here. I have no clue where they got these. I'm not even sure these are the right ones that we got from the movie theater back in 1960. It's probably some remake, or they probably paid Office Depot or somebody to make them. But man, I was really hoping for them cool Oakleys with the little lights in them. Not this. Hey, and even the one in the trailer, that looks even better than these. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Start the movie. Here's tonight's first frightening tale, the 1960 version of 13 Ghosts, directed by William Castle, starring Joe Morrow, Charles Herbert, Martin Milner, and Rosemary DeComp.
6: or be driven into it by their enemies. The tar would trap them and slowly kill them. Now, someone's going to ask, how did birds get into the pits? The vultures and condors fed on whatever had the misfortune to be trapped. And sometimes the birds themselves got caught in the tar and were pulled down to their death. If any of you would like to see where these birds and animals came from, The pits are in the Wilshire district of Los Angeles. Go over there sometime and try to imagine what it was like 40,000 years ago when monsters like these wandered around where now expensive cars roam. Psst! Why did huge beasts, so much more powerful than man, disappear from the face of the earth while man, a relatively puny thing, survived? Psst! Uh, Excuse me, uh, just a moment. What's the trouble, Mr. Van Allen? Your wife's on the phone. But I'm lecturing. I told her, that. Uh, Will you take over for me, then?
1: Yes, of course. Oh, Sy,
6: where are you? Explaining how man survived the Pleistocene Age.
1: How did he? And why?
6: Hello, honey. What's the trouble?
8: The moving men are here, and they're taking the furniture away again.
6: Won't they wait?
8: No, they won't wait.
6: Not even till tomorrow?
8: The payments are three months overdue now.
6: Three months? I distinctly remember.
8: Somehow you didn't make the payments, Sai, but if we can make them now, plus a month in advance...
6: Let's do that. How much money do we have in the bank?
8: About $2. Hmm.
6: I get paid soon.
8: You don't get paid for almost a month, and we owe it all anyway. Do you suppose Mr. Van Allen?
6: No. Uh, Mr. Van Allen doesn't make much more than I do. And he's got three children. Oh! What's the matter?
8: Nothing. Good thing we own the mattresses. Did you get Buck a birthday present?
6: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
8: Don't forget to bring it. Bye.
6: Bye, honey.
9: Why do they always take our furniture?
8: Because your father is a wonderful man, just forgetful. Like me? Like you, Buck, sometimes. (laughs) Well, the rest of the presents are just useful anyway, socks and things.
6: You gave him that one?
7: Oh, there's nothing wrong with ghost stories, Daddy.
6: Unless that's all you read. He's got every spooky book ever printed.
7: Ow! Hey! You believe in ghost, Buck? Sure. You want some cake?
9: Cake? Oh, yeah, yeah.
7: No, no, no. You've got to make a wish first. I already have. Well, how will anybody know if your wish comes true if you don't wish out loud? Suppose I don't want anybody to know. Then you wish for something bad. I have not, my dear. Well, if you can't wish out loud, then there must be something wrong with it. Don't you want us to know what
8: your
9: wish is, darling?
7: I wish we had a
9: house with furniture that nobody could take away from us.
0: We just hate when messengers just appear out of nowhere and then just disappear like the Kaiser Soze.
6: to you you are requested to present yourself in the office of benjamin rush attorney tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock Signed, benjamin rush who benjamin rush attorney
8: well it's not anybody we owe at least i don't think so
6: it could be the lawyer from a collection agency
8: oh could be
6: what are you gonna do go what else
9: suppose you just run away
6: why run away before you find out what's chasing
7: you
9: Well, I read about a man who waited to find out, but he never did because it ate him.
7: Benjamin Rush, attorney at law. Oh, he's in the petrol building. You haven't done anything you can be arrested for, have you, Daddy?
6: No. Not lately. So, you inherit the house, which is the bulk of the estate. Furnished? Oh, yes. It's pretty old-fashioned, but it's furniture.
8: Is Buck psychic or something? Ma'am? Our 10-year-old son, Buck. His birthday wish was for a house with furniture.
6: Yeah. What sort of a house is it? I'm afraid you're going to be disappointed, Mr. Zorba. It's one of those sprawling old mansions they built 50 years ago. Well, that's better than a third mortgage and no furniture. Well, don't decide to move in until you've seen it. Here's the key and the address. This is really strange. I thought my uncle died 10, 12 years ago in India or someplace. No, he died here last week. Everything about your uncle was strange, including his will.
8: Is that the rich uncle you used to talk about before we got married?
6: Uh huh. And he's been here in Los Angeles all these years and, and didn't let me know. Well, he wanted the world to think he was dead. He, uh, left you this, too. What is it? I don't know.
8: Is this all the house and the package? No other, uh...
2: There's no money, if that's what you mean, ma'am. Dr. Zorba must have been quite wealthy at one time. Apparently, he spent it all on his
6: experiments. I seem to remember he was fooling around with the occult. Uh, Spirits from the other world. Ghosts. Dr. Zorba collected ghosts from all over the world. You inherit them, too. (laughs) Oh, come on! They go with the house. I'll get a notary.
8: Oh, sorry. this is too much. Mysterious uncle rising from the grave. The old mansion complete with ghosts. Is it a gad?
6: I did have an uncle named Plato Zorba. And here's his last will and testament.
8: I want to see what's in the package. Wouldn't it be lovely if it was just Full of stocks or bonds?
6: Oh, just plain money. Yeah. Uh, Think we ought to open it?
8: Well, you said it was yours.
6: Suppose it has to do with those experiments. You know, you open the box and all that trouble comes out. Pandora.
8: It's probably a hand-painted Christmas tie. Open it.
0: would react the same as cyrus here here i have this pair of glasses in my hand they look kind of funky have no clue what they do i would say something like i bet these give me x-ray vision that i never guessed i could see ghosts with them welcome back to frightening tales tonight we're broadcasting the 1960 version of 13 ghosts This reminds me a lot of the ghost stories my uncle used to tell us. His were always scary. How scary were they? They were so scary, he would have me, my brother, and my two cousins huddled up in corners, just terrified for the rest of the evening. What was your favorite ghost story from him? During the summer, my brother, Daryl, and my two cousins, Brian and bride, and I would spend the night at Uncle Don's house. It was kind of an annual summer thing. Sometimes we'd go camping. Other times we'd just sleep at his house. But this one summer, Uncle Don told the scariest of all stories. It started something like this. Many years ago, someone broke into this house and murdered the owner with a hammer. The killer was never found. But on foggy nights, the woman would appear in a field across the street from the house. Sometimes, she would return to her home. The only clue you knew she was there was she would move the hammer around the house. We're not too certain what she was looking for or why she even appeared. She just always appeared on foggy nights. Of course, we weren't originally scared by the story, and we went about our night. Now, the four of us were playing in the back bedroom, while Uncle Don waited for the pizza to arrive. I don't remember what we were playing, but knowing us, we were probably reenacting Pee-wee's big adventure. As we reenacted those scenes in the back room, the door began to shake violently. It was a small violent shake, but it was enough to get our attention. Of course, four teenage boys, we were a little curious about what was going on. As we neared the door, it started to shake very violently. It was shaking, you could hear pounding the door, the doorknob turned furiously. So we didn't dare investigate any further. When that all started happening, all you saw was little dust clouds as the four of us hid into the corner of one room. Yeah, we weren't as brave as we thought we were. After a while, it stopped. It took us a few minutes to get our courage back. My brother was the first one to start approaching the door. We soon followed. As my brother opened the door, he looked down and screamed. Then we looked down and screamed. On the floor was a hammer. Now you would think we would run back in that room. Oh no, we saw our moment to escape so we took off and we ran down the hallway. We get to the living room where Uncle Don was. There he is, sitting in his favorite chair, reading a book. And then four teenage boys start shooting off a bunch of different questions. One of them being, didn't you hear what was happening? Did you see anything? And Uncle Don replied, nope, I didn't see a thing at all. Well, we decided we were not going back down that hallway, that we were going to stay up front in the living room and wait for the pizza with Uncle Don. The next morning, we had one more scare. As we're munching down on the pizza, kind of forgetting about the night's events, all of a sudden, we heard a scream come from the back of the house. It was the scream of our aunt. Once we heard the scream, we were instantly reminded of last night's, of the night's events. My uncle went to the back to see why my aunt was screaming. When he came back out of the room, in his hand was a hammer. You see, when my aunt woke up, She turned to see my uncle, not in the bed, but what she saw in the bed was a hammer. The hammer was on the pillow. Man, that is a real freaky story. Let me guess, it was a prank, because it sounds like something I would do. Yes, Tommy, it was a prank. See, my uncle's a writer and an actor, so he staged all of this. He knew we were coming over, so he planned it all out from the story, because there was no one ever murdered in her house. There was not even a murder on that street ever. So he created the story from a bunch of other adventures, because he, he grew up telling these kinds of stories. So he's the one that shook the door. He's the one that planted the hammer at the door. And then he was the one that just left the hammer in the, his room, and his wife just did the rest and just did all the screaming. Man, that is one heck of a prank. I have to remember that one. I'm going to have to use it for my nephews. I'm pretty certain I can scare them better than your uncle. Well, let's get back to our movie, 13 Ghosts. When we come back, Tommy and I will tell our favorite ghost encounters.
9: To move except us. It's a great house. Furniture all over, books. There's a lot of it I haven't even seen yet. It's got ghosts.
6: So I hear.
9: Know about them?
2: Well, I've heard a lot about them.
9: You ever seen one?
2: No. Is your father home?
9: He will be soon. We got a witch, too.
2: A live
4: one?
9: Go ring the bell. She'll come to the door.
7: Oh, shucks. What did you have to open the door for? Couldn't you wait for the witch? You better stop calling her that, or she'll cut your tongue out. Hi, I'm Medea Zorba. Hi. Uh, Won't you come in? Told you. She's even got a broom.
2: I see what you mean.
7: You must be Ben Rush, the lawyer. Mm -hmm. Mmm, no skates. We own this house. Or do we?
2: It's your house.
7: Who's boss around here? In the no skates department, I am.
9: Yeah, that's what I thought.
7: Was that my father's uncle? Mm Mm-hmm. He was a fine-looking man.
6: I never
2: saw him like that. By the time I met him, they'd almost completely destroyed him. They? His ghosts.
7: Oh, Benjamin Rush, attorney at law, living in the 20th century.
2: Plato Zorba, scientist, same century. Collected ghosts.
7: <laughs> You're not serious.
2: I didn't believe in them any more than you do until I'd known him a while. You can take my word for it. There are ghosts in this
6: house.
7: We're standing here talking as if you thought we were in the Middle Ages.
6: But if you'd seen him as I did,
2: back broken, face torn to shreds, lips ripped away...
7: You really think we inherited a haunted house?
2: I wish your family hadn't moved in.
6: Oh, hello, Mr. Rice. Hi. Hi, honey. Uh, here are the rest of those papers, all signed and notarized. Oh. But uh, what about the taxes, the insurance, uh, this housekeeper?
7: Why don't we ask Mr. Rush to stay for supper?
6: Well, I'd love to, even if you do call me Mr.
7: Rush. I'll tell Mother. Ben.
9: You the head of this department, too? You walk down. You don't slide. You know something, if you don't watch out, you're going to grow up to be a witch.
6: For a guy with no money, he sure could get complicated. Well, we've got ourselves a house. The timing was perfect.
7: More coffee, Ben? No, thanks. Daddy?
6: Please, dear.
2: What have you decided to do about the witch?
7: We mustn't call her that.
2: (laughs) It's a perfect name. You know, I have a
6: feeling she doesn't like me much.
7: I have a feeling she doesn't like anybody much.
6: We told her we couldn't pay her and didn't need her. But she asked us if she could stay on here till she found something else.
2: She practically
7: begged us.
6: I guess
2: she's got some money of her own. After all, she
6: lived here for years and Dr. Zorba paid her a good salary.
7: Hey, look what I found.
9: What does Ooja mean?
6: Why, I haven't seen one of these for years. It's a Ouija board. See? we. French for yes. Ja. German for yes.
9: How do you play it?
6: Where'd you find it?
9: Over there. I pushed something on the fireplace and it opened.
6: There's a gadget goes with it, Buck. Uh, I think they call it a, a planchette. I push this. You know it's the first
0: sign that you should not live in this house and you should definitely move out right away? A Ouija board hidden in a secret compartment.
6: Here it is.
3: Like it might be old Latin.
0: And the second sign a book written in language that few Why can do you read.
7: Can use this, Daddy? Ouija, the mystifying oracle. Most modern method of fortune telling. Anybody want to try it?
6: I have a friend
2: at the university who can probably translate this. I'll take it over to him tomorrow.
6: My boss, Mr. Van Allen, talks Latin in his sleep. If he can't translate it, no one can.
7: You want your fortune told?
6: Now, here's how it works. Everybody puts one finger on this, uh, just lightly. Then uh, somebody asks a question. Uh, uh, We all concentrate on it, and the Ouija will answer it.
8: Oh, come on, sir.
6: It will. It's magic. Come on, everybody put a finger on it. Okay, just lightly. Okay, now somebody ask a question. Oh, by the way, if you ask a silly question, it won't answer. Ben, you ask a question. All right. Here's the question. Is Medea in love? Uh, 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 Concentrate now. No cheating.
7: (laughs) You see, it was
9: a silly question. Can I ask a question, Daddy?
6: All right, Buck. Likely.
9: Are there any ghosts in this house?
6: I was pushing
2: toward no, but you all ganged up on me.
8: No, I was helping you, Ben, and I think this is
7: silly. You don't want to play?
2: It's rigged.
7: How can you say that after what you told me this afternoon?
6: That's a toy.
7: You want to play, Daddy?
6: I think I'll go along with Hilda and Ben. Let's stop.
7: You want to try it with me, Buck? You ask the question, Buck.
9: How many?
3: How many
2: what? It knows. Thirteen what?
7: Ghosts.
9: You ask it.
7: Are they going to hurt us?
2: Don't fool around with that thing anymore, Medea.
7: Let's ask it, but don't touch it. You ask it. Aren't they gonna kill any of us? When? I don't want to know.
8: But it was just floating in the air. There was nothing touching it.
6: There's probably a very simple explanation for it. I
8: don't know what it could be. Oh, Sai, I'm frightened.
6: Of what? A silly game? Ghosts. Oh, now listen, honey. Maybe Zorba was a very strange man who could see ghosts and do supernatural things. But we aren't him. We're just ordinary people who don't have any supernatural powers and don't want any. Well, here it is. the codicil 11. If we don't elect to live in this house, it goes to the state as part of the park system. And once we move in, we have to stay.
8: You mean we can't sell it even if we want to?
6: Well, if we don't live here, it goes to the state. Golly. Living in this house makes the difference between sinking and swimming. Just not paying rent saves half my salary.
8: Why is it so cold?
6: Don't know. Window open, I guess.
8: But it's freezing.
6: What's that? Wind, probably. I'll I'll say goodnight to the children. We'll
8: leave the door open.
6: Okay. Dr. Zorba sure went in for antiques, didn't he?
7: I sort of like them.
6: I... I hope you're not too upset by what happened. Just a game.
7: I know. Silly, wasn't it?
6: I think all this spook talk of Ben's has got us all imagining things. Daddy. Yes, darling?
7: Do you really think there are ghosts in this house?
6: Oh, of course not. And now it's time for all pretty girls to go to sleep.
7: Good night. Don't worry. Mm.
6: Uh, I'll leave this open. Fine. All clear on the offspring front. I'm going down to get a book. Be back in a minute.
0: Welcome back to Frightening Tales. Tonight, Tommy and I are talking about ghost stories. And now, it is our time for our favorite ghostly encounters. Tommy, what is your first encounter with a ghost? My first ghostly encounter was at my cousin's house. They lived in a haunted house. Much unlike your uncle's. Weird things always happened. But I never believed them until the night I spent the night there. My aunt loves pandas. And she has a bunch of panda figurines. And she placed them all over the house. But there was this one shelf in the kitchen that the ghost was very picky about. And that ghost did not like pandas on that shelf. That night when we went to bed, there was a few panda figurines on that shelf. Well, later in the night, we woke up to breaking glass. We all shot out of bed and went to go investigate. And when we got to the kitchen, we saw something took the pandas off the shelf and threw them to the ground. I tell you what, we did not hang around to see who was doing that and what else it was going to do. We quickly got into my aunt's car and we left. I was told by my uncle Who went back to the house. He said the ghost had put canisters of sugar, flour, and pasta back onto the shelf. And if anybody tried to remove them, they always went back to that shelf. If you put something else on that shelf, say like a drinking glass, it was on the floor. So as long as those remained on the shelf, the ghost never bothered them again. But that was not the encounter that made them move out of the house. One night, my aunt was awakened by the TV. Naturally, she thought that my cousin was out there watching it. It was early in the morning. And my cousin is kind of one of them early riser fellas. So she thought it was him. So she went to go check on him, got into the living room, and he was nowhere to be found. She went and looked in his bedroom, and there he was, sound asleep. She went back to the living room and noticed... That there was no volume. She could see the picture. She could see people were talking. But heard nothing. She used the remote to turn up the volume. Nothing happened. She even tried the power button on the remote. And that didn't even turn it off. So she pressed the power button on the TV. And there it went. 30 minutes later, the TV woke her up again. This time the volume was all the way up. And no picture. My cousin was still asleep in his bed. So my aunt went, hmm. And turned the TV off. But this time, she unplugged it. She gave the TV a fair warning that, hey, if you come on again, this thing is over. And not 15 minutes later, that TV turned itself on again. My aunt woke up my uncle and my cousins and said, we getting out of here. And a few days later, they sent somebody to go pack up their stuff because they certainly were not going back in that house. Don't you wish we had cell phones in those days? Man, we'd have tons of evidence. It would have been blurry evidence because nobody could take a good picture or video when it comes to the supernatural. they got like this must-blur effect on their cameras. I would have loved to get video of ghosts smashing pandas all over the floor. That would have gone viral. We're going to return to 13 ghosts. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you about my ghostly encounters. You know, Burgers considers all those ghosts as class four entities meaning that they can uh, remember everything that ever happened to them. They know all their past transgressions and all their happy memories. they hear all the ghosts they know they're there they start hearing some off in the distance and go hey let's go investigate oh look secret room let's go in there nothing possibly could go wrong in there yeah what possibly go wrong not like a book's gonna catch on oh wait there's a book on fire Now that's interesting. I didn't know ghosts could catch on fire. Does that mean I could use Dante and some ghosts? Don't try it, Tommy, you're just gonna burn down the house.
6: I can read it. It's Latin. Well, what's it about? What's
1: it about? Sigh. At first I thought your uncle was another one of those fakes. And now I'm not so sure. this in a university publication's. It's printed ten years ago.
6: The professor who advertises for haunted houses so he can photograph ghosts... ...is Dr. Plato Zorba, a scientist of unquestioned repute. Dr. Zorba's experience with ghosts in many parts of the world... ...convinced him they are unhappily earthbound because of unsolved problems. Dr. Zorba has perfected a device with which he can see ghosts and is working on a method of ultraviolet ray photography which will enable him to take permanent pictures of the supernatural world. He wasn't
1: a fake. This... This is a record of years of work in the world of spirits. If any of this is true, I don't see all, just any of it. Then your uncle had penetrated farther into the supernatural than any man in history. He captured 11 ghosts. Captured? Dr. Zoba proved that if you could see a ghost, you could control it, to a certain extent. Yes, I think so. There is a section describing exactly how he made the lenses for those glasses. Took him years. He then travelled all over the world. He found one ghost in a castle in Ireland, another one in the catacombs below Rome. He caught one in a village in Italy, another one in Tibet. I wonder which ones I saw last night. Each ghost has a separate section. This is the last one. Ghost 12. You said 11. 12. I, Plato Zorba, am the 12th, earthbound not for the crimes I committed, but for the crimes committed against me, and which I shall revenge before I be released from haunting the earth. And here's a curious thing. He wrote Ghost 13. The rest of the page is blank. <phone rings> Paleontology, Van Allen. Yes, hold on.
6: Oh. Uh, hello? Sigh, I want you to come home. I'm pretty busy, honey. Uh, what's the trouble?
8: There's no use trying to tell you. I want you to come home right away. Sigh?
6: I'm on my way. I've got to go home, Van. The ghosts?
1: I don't know. Have they hurt anyone? I don't know.
6: Kids? Well then? You come in here. Well, what happened?
8: They came off the shelves and broke.
6: You you mean they they fell off?
8: They came off. I've had enough sigh.
9: Over there. What for? He's mess up the kitchen often, but when he does, wow! Now Emilio's through. Now I'm through.
6: Who told you all this?
9: The witch, Elaine. She knows a lot we don't know. Like what? Well. She knows most of the ghosts. She's even seen some of them. She's about the creepiest person I've ever met. Don't you think so?
6: Well, she's, uh, different.
9: Maybe she's one of the ghosts herself. What then? Oh,
8: Suppose they hurt one of the children.
6: I don't think they would.
8: A few more inches and that cleaver would have cut off your head. Look at the burn on your hand. So how can you say that they won't hurt Buck or Medea? Or you again? Things
6: will calm down, Hilda.
8: Oh, Cy, let's get out of here. We're in danger.
5: You sent for me.
6: Yes, Elaine. There are some questions I'd like to ask you. How long did you work for Dr. Zorba?
5: For many years.
6: You knew about his experiments with the supernatural?
5: I helped him. When he was alive, he could control them. But now, I'm afraid. I never was before. But now I am.
6: I can't help feeling that our living here, everything that's happened to us, is all part of a plan. That Dr. Zorba wants us to do something. But what?
5: I can't help you. He used to trust me, and in those days I helped him, with the cameras and lenses. But toward the last, he trusted no one.
6: Were you and Ben the only friends he had?
5: Ben only. He turned against me. He was doing foolish things and I wanted him to stop, but he would not.
6: His experiments?
5: Those too. But mainly I objected when he converted everything into cash. Stocks, bonds, real estate, everything. And then he withdrew all his accounts from the banks. It was foolish. What did he do with the money? No one knows. There is no record of it. Ben and I spent days searching the house for it after he died, but found nothing.
6: Maybe he spent it.
5: On what? He had everything he needed. Besides, he never left the house. Maybe he gave it away. I knew Plato Zorba very well. He never gave away anything. This house is not a gift, really. It's a burden. Perhaps a curse.
6: The last thing he wrote was about a crime committed against him. What did he mean by that? I don't know. How did he die, Elaine? And where?
5: I'll show you. I'll stay here. Dr. Zarba's bedroom. That is where he died.
6: How did he die, Elaine?
5: Spirits from the other world. Is
6: that what you told the coroner?
5: He wouldn't have believed me any more than you. The official cause of death was suffocation.
6: Who saw him last? I mean, was anybody here when he died?
5: I was here, in the house. But I didn't see him that night at all. He and Ben were working on his will.
6: Did Ben see him die?
5: Oh, no. Ben had gone. Dr. Zorba died sometime later that night. I found him the next morning, there.
6: What did the police say about it?
5: They talked mostly to Ben. I called him first. I hated this room. For years, I never came in here. But that morning, I did. I don't know why. Something seemed to be pulling me to this place. If you stay here, you too will learn not to come into this room.
6: What do you mean, if I stay here?
5: You should get out of this house now, tonight.
0: Look at that. There's a secret button. This house is full of secret secret compartments, secret books written in languages that nobody can read. Ghosts. Now here you got a secret button on a bed. Yeah, but I don't think that ghost is trying to show him where he hid the money. That looks kind of nefarious. That's a big word for you there, Tommy. If I was Uncle Plato, I definitely would have hid my money on top of that bed, because that secret button sure comes in handy in lowering that canopy down.
2: It's not tonight. I wish you and your family were staying somewhere else. This place gives me the creeps. It always has.
7: Don't start on that again.
2: Well, I worry about you, Medea. Just for me, will you try to be a little careful?
7: For you, I'll put the covers over my head tonight.
2: <laughs> See you tomorrow?
7: Oh, I hope so. Don't worry, Ben. I'll be careful.
4: Thanks again. Good night. Good night.
0: I've seen enough episodes of Scooby Doo to know that that is not a ghost, just someone in a creepy costume. Welcome back to Frightening Tales. Tonight, we're listening to the movie 13 Ghosts, and we're talking about our ghostly encounters. In the last segment, Tommy told us about his aunt's haunted house. Now, I'm going to tell you about my first encounter. In the early 2000s, I was working as a DJ for KNOE FM 102. Me and four other DJ friends were all talking about what we're going to do that Saturday night. Of course, our sixth friend was stuck doing a shift, so we, we left him behind pretty quick. So as we sat around discussing what we're going to do, the subject of the ghost light in Crossit, Arkansas, came up. It was a story that was done on Unsolved Mysteries, and it really piqued our interest that, hey, let's go do this. We've done everything else. See, CrossFit is only about 45 minutes from Monroe, and we had no problems driving that far. Not to mention, Michael Allen, one of the other DJs, was from Cross It. He knew about the story, but he didn't quite know where to go. So we all piled up into his vehicle and took off. Ah, that old spontaneous road trip ghost story. Don't you know that never works out well for young ones? So we quickly got into Michael Allen's truck and we drove off. In about 45 minutes, we were there in Crossit, Arkansas. But like I said, we didn't know where to go, so we stopped at a gas station. Uh Uh-oh, a gas station? For someone who watches horror movies, don't you know you don't stop at gas stations for directions? This was just your regular run-of-the-mill gas station. No creepy people on the inside, just normal folk. Now, if you ask anyone in Crossit, most of them know the exact location and how to get to it. And, of course, our clerk was one of those regular people. He gave us the directions. We quickly got back into the car, and it took us about 20 minutes to find the spot. We made a few wrong turns here and there. Now, when I hear someone say, it's out in the middle of nowhere, yes, this is the definition I have for it. As we turned off onto this old dirt road, there's no gas stations. There's no lights. You can't really even see any cars on the highway. We, we didn't know where the road turned out. We didn't know about any holes, nooks, crannies, anything like that. So we, we took our time getting there. So here's the story about the light at Crossit. Back in the early 1900s, it was rumored that a railroad worker was decapitated while working on the railroad at night. And the light is supposedly him looking for his head. The light that you see is the lantern that he is holding while he looks for his head. Another story is that it's his wife out there looking for his body, that she is holding the lantern. So here we are on this old dirt road. There's nothing to be seen, no one for miles, and we decide we're going to stop and wait. We turned off all the lights, and then we just started joking about. Now, I'll finish my story when we get back from our frightening tale, 13 Ghosts.
8: Breakfast now. Good thing there were some of those pills left. Did you call Buck?
6: Yeah, yeah. I I yelled as I went by.
0: is a class six entity, meaning that that's a special category for animals. You know, there's something wrong with that boy. If he's sitting there staring at a lion ghost and he's not scared and then a headless lion tamer comes out of the walls, that's kind of crazy. If I was a kid like that, I'd have been running up them stairs.
8: Medea, dear, and then you come back and eat your own breakfast. Hmm?
9: Saw a lion and a man without a head.
2: What do you know? No head at all.
9: I think the lion bit it off, cause the man was looking for it.
2: I've got some papers for your dad.
9: He's gone to work. I have to bring my deer for breakfast.
2: But huh? where did you get all that money?
9: I found it on the floor. When? Just before you rang the bell.
2: Well, exactly where did you find it?
9: Right there. Exactly. Somewhere around there. Think it belongs to some ghost?
6: Well, you found it. It belongs to
2: you, Buck.
9: You mean I can keep it?
2: Sure. It was just laying on the floor? Mm Mm-hmm. Just those two?
9: That's a lot of money, $200.
2: Buck, what were you doing just before you found the money? Skating?
9: No skating in the house.
2: Sliding down the banister?
9: Wanna tell Medea?
2: We're pals. Don't you know that? I keep your secrets and you keep mine. Okay?
9: Okay. But I don't have any secrets.
2: Well, I'll give you one. You take Medea's breakfast up to her. And then come right back. And don't tell her I'm here. Promise?
9: I can keep a secret.
2: And don't say anything about finding the money.
9: I'll be right back. I just saw a lion and a man without a head. What did you see last night?
7: An apparition at the window.
9: Do we have them, too? I guess we're the only family in the whole world with our own apparitions and ghosts.
7: Why don't you get up? As long as you bring me breakfast in bed, why should I get up? Where's Mother? In the kitchen. Where's Elaine?
9: I don't know. Well, I gotta go. What's so important? Gotta keep a secret. What secret, Buck? Ben. Ben. Buck.
2: You didn't tell her. Nope. Good man. Now I'm going to tell you the biggest secret you ever heard. If you promise not to tell a living soul.
9: I won't even tell the ghosts, and they're not living.
2: There's a treasure hidden in this house.
9: Pirates?
2: Sort of. Before old Dr. Zorba died, he hid all his money.
9: This must be some of it.
2: Well, There's a lot more, and you and I are gonna find it.
9: If Madi will get up, we'll make her hunt, too. No, no,
2: that's the secret. You and I are gonna find the money all by ourselves.
9: Aren't we going to give Dad any, or Mother, or Medea?
2: We're going to give it all to them. But let me ask you this. Suppose we have to uh, maybe cut a hole in the wall someplace. Now, if you told your dad, what would he say?
9: Well, he might not understand.
2: That's why this has to be just between you and me.
9: Okay, when do we start?
2: First, you've got to hide that. Next, I've got to make some plans, and tonight we start.
9: Maybe I can hunt around some today. Hmm?
2: Okay, but be careful. If anybody comes in while you're hunting, you act like nothing's happening. Now, don't tell anybody about finding the money, and don't tell anybody about the treasure hunt. And, Buck, don't tell anybody I was here this morning. Right?
9: Right. Ben, suppose somebody asks me right straight out, was Ben here today?
2: I wasn't here, Buck. That's the way it has to be.
7: Who was that, Buck? Huh? Who went out? Nobody, Medea.
9: And besides, it's a secret.
6: Come in. Hello, Ben. If you're busy, I can come back later. No, no. I'm glad you're here. I want to talk to you. Sit down. Ben, we've been in that house two nights. The first, I got this. Last night, they attacked Medea. Medea? They didn't hurt her. Why Medea?
2: Was she wearing those glasses, Zorba made?
6: No. No, she wasn't. What's going to happen, Ben? my family going to be terrorized every night? Maybe this is the answer, Si. I think I can legally get the state to pay you for the house and grounds. But the will said... You've only been in the house three days. The longest three days in my life. I'll bet you'll be
2: glad to get your family out of there. See, we can say you never actually took possession. Now, how soon can you move? Right away, I guess. Good. If I were you, I wouldn't spend another night in that house under any circumstances.
6: Zorba, paleontology. Oh, hiya, Buck. Yes, yes, it's all right. A secret? Well, tell me about it, son. All right, Buck, just as you say. See you later. Buck's all excited. Any trouble? He's got a secret, a big surprise for me. What is it? He wouldn't tell me. I think you could cut his arm off and he still wouldn't tell. Good kid. Well, then you'll move today. We haven't much to move except ourselves. I think I'll be able to get you $10,000 from the state.
1: Go This will interest you. I'm so sorry. I can speak to you later.
6: No, no, Van. Stay.
1: Ben Rush. uh, This is my boss, Mr. Van Allen. How do you do, sir? How do you do? Listen to this. Almost the last thing Dr. Zorba wrote. Today, I finished converting my assets into cash and put it where unscrupulous men can no longer steal it from me. I wonder where that is. If he never left the house, don't forget. He wrote this about only a month ago.
6: What do you think, Ben? Maybe we shouldn't be in such a hurry to move. Well, it isn't likely. I handled Zorba's affairs for a year. I don't think he could have kept any large
1: amount of money secret from me. (laughs) Well, after reading this, I wouldn't be surprised at anything, natural or supernatural, Zorba did. For instance, he spoke with the spirits of the dead like uh, you and I chat with the grocer. He and a medium called Elaine Zacharias used to sit around at a séance... ...talking with people dead for five centuries. All you have to do is find Elaine Zacharias. I don't have to find her. She's the housekeeper. Would she hold a séance with you? I don't know. I doubt it.
6: She's pretty stubborn. Anyway, you're moving out, so there won't be time. Well, if she'd do it, we'd take time. Maybe, maybe she'd hold a seance tonight, then we could move out tomorrow. If we could bring the spirit of Zorba back, I wonder what we'd find out.
0: Welcome back to Thirteen Ghosts. I'm in the middle of my story of the Crosset arkansas light the mysterious light that is thought to be of a railroad worker looking for his head now we've been sitting in the truck for about 20 minutes we haven't seen anything at all nothing we've got the windows open because we didn't want to waste any more gas and it's still kind of warm outside and none of us have seen it our friend chris was the first one to see it it was a little dot in the distance And so we kept joking with him and kidding with him, like, that's not it. That's more like a firefly or star or something. But that's when we noticed it was starting to move closer to us. It moved closer and closer. And as it got closer, it got a little bigger. Now, we went from four people not seeing it to one person not seeing it. And that was the driver, Michael Allen. And this light kept getting closer and closer. And the closer it got, the more we freaked out the more we started paying attention to what was going on around us. When we first got there, you heard all kinds of wildlife. We heard the crickets, we heard the frogs, but, but all of a sudden, it stopped. It was not there anymore. And Michael Allen was not going to move until he saw this light. Another 10 minutes went by, and boy, this light was real, really close. And Michael Allen still does not see it. That's when we about mutinied on him. We told him that if he did not get this truck, get back on the road and get out of there, we were going to push him out of his own truck and he can hang out with the light. Well, that finally got him to move. Man, that one's not as scary as mine. Well, you know, after I did some digging, that, that light wasn't affected. The, the story, and what all the locals have said, is that the light usually just kind of goes through them. Now, there's some who say that if it goes through the car, your car will not start. Others say that if you're out walking around and the light gets behind you, you won't find your way back to the car. Which, seeing how big of an area, it's very easy to get lost in there. So I kind of would believe them on that one. So what, uh, what, what, what does the science say about this light? The science says it's swamp gases. There's no swamp anywhere near this area, but it's swamp gases. Yeah, and UFOs are weather balloons. Did you ever want to go back out there again? No, I, I don't really want to make that trip. I'm a lot further away. Now it's almost like a five-hour drive. And to me, unless Burgers is going to send me out there to go check it out and do our own science experiment, Cross at Arkansas could keep their light. Well, let's get back to 13 Ghosts.
7: What's you say, Arch? You talk to spirits. Buck, why don't you go and pack your things? How does it work? I don't know. Hand me the dress, will you? How does Elaine know? I don't know. Oh, I'll be so glad to get out of this house. Well, what happens? Oh, you sit around the table holding hands. Buck, will you please go and help Mother? What good does that do? Uh, the spirits talk to you. What do they say? I don't know. Buck, will you please go?
9: Why, Pa? We're not going anywhere. You heard, Daddy. We're leaving
7: first thing in the morning.
9: Madea? Yes, Buck? Suppose you had a secret. How would you keep it?
7: You have a secret? What is it?
9: Well, it's a... Hey, I'm not gonna tell you what it is.
7: Well, who is it with? Ben. Oh. What's it about? Well... Is it all right to say what it's about? Sure, as long as you don't tell the secret itself.
9: Well, you see, Ben and I... Need any help? No, I just finished packing, Mom.
8: Good. If it weren't for this seance nonsense, we could leave right now.
9: I can go to the seance, can I, Mom?
8: Absolutely not.
9: I've never been to one. It'll be fun. Boy, maybe someone will get murdered. Oh,
8: (laughs) well, you can't go to this one. Anyway, it's past your bedtime. I'll tell you everything that happens.
9: Yeah, well, that's not like
5: seeing it. Uh,
6: Right in here. Uh, We're ready to start.
5: Will you sit there, Mr. Zorba? Your wife here, your daughter here. The most important thing is concentration let your minds think of nothing except bringing back to this room the spirit of Dr. Zorba. We will now join hands. Sa, do you think this is really necessary? Oh,
6: please, honey.
5: What can we expect? I mean, what will happen? Perhaps nothing. Perhaps anything. Dr. Zorba and I experienced total recall with some spirits. With others, we could make no contact at all. If he comes back, he may speak through me, or he may choose one of you.
6: One of us?
5: Yes. Although I am the medium, he may choose one of you. He may even appear. There's no way to tell. What can happen? I mean, say he does come. Can we carry on a conversation? It's possible. Let us try for just a short time. It's very difficult being a medium, and dangerous. Besides, as I told you, Dr. Zorba no longer trusted me. Now, will you please turn out the lights, and then we must all concentrate.
6: Uh, just, Just a moment, please. Ready? are supposed to be in bed.
9: Uh, I... Uh...
6: All we're doing is sitting around a table. Nothing's happening.
9: I'm not trying to see your old ghosts. I'm waiting for Ben. We've got a secret.
6: Ben? He's not coming here tonight.
9: He might. It's a pretty big secret.
6: Yes, you told me. But it can wait until tomorrow.
9: Can I wait up five more minutes if I promise not to peek?
6: <sighs> okay. Five minutes.
5: I'm sorry. Dr. Zorba. Dr. Zorba. Dr. Zorba. Doctor Zorba. Zorba. No matter what happens, do not move.
2: Anyone yet?
9: But we're moving out tomorrow.
2: That's right. We've got to get ready. So when they're all set to go, bam, we give them the money.
9: Then we won't have to move.
2: Right. No, we've got a lot to do tomorrow. I think you better turn in, Buck. You know, get all the rest you can.
9: I'm not sleepy.
2: <laughs> not sleepy? I'm going to be waking you so early in the morning the sun won't even be up. We've got work to do. Then we'll tell them? Tomorrow, so sleep now. I'm going to hit the sack myself.
9: OK, good night. You can wake me anytime. time. I won't mind.
2: Good night, Buck. Go right to sleep.
6: him back please we, we we must know more
5: it is of no use there is interference the ghosts are restless angry tonight death walks again in this evil house
6: and I I seemed to black out. And then, then I heard a strange voice come from me. But I can't remember.
8: You, I mean the voice said death tonight, and the number 13, and then he, he said it would be one of us. Where are you going?
6: Just to see if Buck's all right.
0: See, I told you it was someone in a scary costume. Benjamin taking buck. Where's he going to hide him at? Tommy, that's called getting rid of the evidence. Yeah, but... Oh. That's where he's taking him. and killed Uncle Plato with that secret button on Plato's bed. Yes, basically he smothered Uncle Plato with the top of his bed. Man, that's genius. You can sure blame a ghost for that.
8: Tired of
6: this,
7: <laughs> Daddy? Why did Ben dress as Zorba's ghost and appear at my window?
6: He was trying to frighten you. He knew this money was hidden here, and after he murdered Zorba, he tried to find it. Then we moved in. He wanted us out of here.
8: Where do you think our new house ought to be?
6: New house? What do we want with a new house?
8: Boo! Boo! Oh. Buck! Ba, take that thing off. Can I keep it? Uh,
5: (laughs) Breakfast is ready. Well, I'm starved. Uh, uh. (laughs) Elaine, do you think there's still ghosts in this house? No. The earthbound spirits have been released. Don't you want your breakfast?
9: I'm guarding the money. Elaine? Yes, Buck? You really are a witch, aren't you?
5: Ask me no questions, and I'll tell you no lies.
9: And the ghosts? They haven't really gone, have they?
5: They'll be back.
9: They'll be back. Real soon, I hope.
0: You know that Benjamin Rush has a special category in the Burgers Manual? The Class Delta Bravo Entity. Uh, Tommy, I don't see a Class Delta Bravo Entity in the manual. Do I really have to spell this one out for you? Yeah, because I don't see it. That would be D-Bag Entity. Oh, should have known. Back to Frightening Tales. I hope 13 Ghosts gave you a good fright. That was better than I expected. I'd rather enjoyed using those ghost viewers. It made the film a little more frightening. 13 Ghosts is one of those rare movies from the 60s. It told a captivating story and mixed with some great practical effects. I mean, we, We've watched quite a few movies from the 60s, and some have been just, eh, others like 13 Ghosts really impressed me with some of the work they did. And I knew that lawyer was shady. I rather felt disappointed, though, when he confirmed my suspicion. I rather liked his character. I was rooting for him in the end. I was really hoping him to be a good guy. Though his death was nothing like the lawyers in the 2001 version. And also, you know what I missed about this version? I missed the one-liners. I agree, the 2001 version was a well-rounded story. They explained why the uncle collected the ghosts, and he didn't just collect any random ghost. Each ghost had a purpose and a story, and they, and they served their roles, which is one of the coolest special features on the Blu-ray.
3: As a means to cure his insatiable
2: appetite, Ryan committed himself to Borehamwood Asylum. After years of imprisonment in a padded room, he went completely insane scratching at the wall so violently that his fingernails were torn completely off. The doctors kept him permanently bound in a straitjacket, tying it tighter when he acted out, causing his limbs to contort horribly. Still fighting to free himself, Ryan gnawed through his straitjacket until the doctors finally locked his head in a cage and sealed him away in a dark basement cell. There, he grew to hate any kind of human contact, screaming madly and cowering whenever approached by people. When a fire broke out in the asylum, everyone but Ryan escaped. He chose to stay behind
0: and meet his
5: deserved fate.
0: Also, the technology in the 2001 was better. And I mean technology as far as the the glasses, the cubes that they used to contain the ghosts. All of that was uh, a little bit more explained and uh, felt like they were part of the story. The 2001 version actually was a little bit more violent, which made the ghost seem even more scarier. You know, I'll definitely check out or I'll definitely watch this version again and it'll probably appear in this year's 30 best movies for Halloween. I'm also going to add Joe Murrow to my top 10 Scream Queens list. Well that wraps up this episode of Frightening Tales. Thank you for listening to 13 Ghosts and Our Ghost Stories. This is Justin. And Tommy saying goodnight, and we hope to see you next Friday for another frightening tale. Pleasant dreams. Pew pew.